Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode 87 of, yes, I know. This is, here's Toby again of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara, and co-host Toby. Hello, sweet baby. So um, Toby and I are going to give a talk about the new moon. Well, actually, she says she's speechless, so I'll, I'll do the talking. Um, the, it's uh, when, when the full moon's in Leo, we'll have you talk, okay? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. So anyway, okay. You go down, baby. Okay. Mommy's working. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So this is, I have to say, this is probably one of the most exciting last month. Last month's new moon was incredibly epic and very <laughs> cathartic and, and intense as we had seen. But, um, and I remember how I said this month was going to be, and this new moon was also going to continue that momentum. Well, this could be one of the most, maybe the most uh, auspicious of the whole year. This is very symbolic, this new moon. So let's, let's dig in. And I got lots of really cool things to kind of bing ping off of with this, relating to the, these, um, uh, this exciting new moon. So this new moon has six planets um, in Aquarius. When we, have more than, uh, when we have more than three planets, it's called a stellium. So a stellium, that's like all the planets are holding hands, walking together. They're all tightly conjunct, like a, like a freight train, one after the other, right? Like cars on it, like all the cars on a train connected. Um, we have the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, and Jupiter and Saturn. You know, did you, we already know Jupiter and Saturn entered Aquarius in December. Well, now all these other planets, everybody caught up and... It's very exciting because um, this is all about new beginnings. Aquarius is a fixed sign and it's about anchoring this, um, an outrageous visionary society, the, the utopia, you know, that we all dream of, um, a humanitarian society. So um, we got lots to talk about. So, all right, let's dig in. Okay, so I'm wondering, maybe I'll start with the personal side, and then I'll extend into mundane. We'll, we'll do it that way. So on a personal level, wherever these, wherever Aquarius falls in your chart, 23 degrees of Aquarius is where the sun and the, new, new, the, moon, the sun and the moon are meeting, 23 Aquarius. So wherever that is in your chart is where you're going to, whatever house that is in, is where you're going to experience or this huge opportunity for shift and change and um, this uh, new waves of energy. So um, the, um, the planets are, like I said, all lined up. They're all speaking this same language, you could say. So what is Aquarius? You know, it's thinking outside the box. It's being inventive. It's letting go of the past, deeply, radically revolutionizing one's life, you know, turning over a new leaf. It's uh, forward thinking, you know, like thinking from the future, like what would you like to see in the future about your life and then bring that into the present moment. Let's say, you know, you want to be, you want to change your career, you know, so you just, you see yourself as that career, whatever it is that you need to do to attain that, you know, make that list, create those plans, you know, move, like research and do that work and dream big and then bring that into the present. Like what needs to happen between then and now um, working backwards. You know, when I worked in, in PR in New York, I used to say, 
Yeah, we used to always plan that way. We had a, we always had to do production schedules, so we'd work backwards. Okay, you have your event, you have your press conference or whatever, and then you have to work backwards in time to say, okay, in order to do that, what needs to happen, you know, and break it down that way. So, you know, we can be very practical with that, and we can use this time to plan and um, make that set that tone, because this was this is going to bear fruit in another. In about six months, um, we're going to have uh, the full, actually, we're going to have two full moons in Leo. So that'll be like the bearing of the fruit of whatever seeds we plant now. So it'll be July 23rd and August 22nd. We're going to actually have two full moons in Leo. So talk about light, right? <laughs> one at the beginning at one degree of Leo and then 29 degrees. So that's going to be very exciting. And um, anyway, so so just pl plan with care, plan big and think to the future. Um, and, and it's a lot of excitement too. There's a lot of excitement and goody, goodiness with this you know, really cool energy um, of thinking outside the box and really um, coming from a whole new perspective, right? A paradigm shift. So whatever area of, the, of your chart that this falls in is where you're going to, you have this potential to create this newly. So if it's in your first house, it's, you know, maybe a radical new look or a new approach to how you show up to people. If it's in your second house, it might be, you know, you're taking stock of your values and your possessions and your um, with an eye to the future. And the third house would be communications and, um, you know, communications and thoughts and attitudes and, you know, so on and so forth fourth house, the home, um, fifth house, creativity, children. This is a great um, time if you, you know, if you have like Libra rising, uh, this is a great time to get pregnant if you're gonna have kids or if, they're, if you're not interested in having kid kids, you could say children of your, you know, creative projects like my little creative projects or my little babies. So um, it's great for that. Sixth house, um, new and innovative uh, relate, ways of relating with coworkers or employees, you know, place of work or service. Seventh house, your marriage or your partnership or one-to-one -one contact communication, like coaching, you know, clients like that. Um, eighth house would be um, maybe inheritances or karmic debts or, um, you know, um, other people's money. Ninth house would be, um, you know, far, maybe long, far, far off travel or relatives or foreign, foreign related objects, foreign travel. Um, I know it's so hard to think about foreign travel when everybody's shut down with COVID, but, <laughs> but it also can be occult wisdom, philosophy, spirituality. Tenth uh, house would be um, area, the new beginning in area of career or parenting or um, authority, how your public reputation how you show up in the world. Um, 11th house would be friends, groups, uh, hopes, dreams, wishes, right? It's the house that's, you know, ruled by Aquarius and, um, you know, networks, colleagues, peers, that kind of thing. Um, 12th house would be, you know, the final stop on the train. It's, you know, dreams, visions, as the, the dissolution of form as we know it, you know, the movement into cosmic consciousness. So it's a very mystical house. So there's, you know, there's all that. And um, anyway, but it, what's really exciting about this is it's going, it, it won't, 
this none of this is going to happen overnight you know this new new moon lunation you know when you think about aquarius it's very conceptual it's future oriented but it, it's very conceptual so these are ideas and things that are being planted that are going to happen over time and so and because it's a fixed air sign air being like ideas and intellect so since it's a fixed air sign it's not going to jump out of the box right it's going to take some patience you know, Saturn is hosting this new moon because Saturn is, um, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn. It's ruled by actually Saturn and Uranus, uh, modern astrology, ancient astrology, both are true. Um, so again, you know, being patient and planning wisely for this futuristic, um, for this, this new dream, this, this new vision of reality and of humanity. So, um, very exciting coming from the future, right? So um, again, you know, because um, it, it's demanding that we be inventive and thinking newly, thinking outside the box, but also being smart about it, you know, being wise and planning. So it's not this airy fairy or just rebelling for the sake of rebelling. It's like, let's plan this and let's be really um, organized and efficient with this. You know, let's make a plan. You know, Saturn loves plans, right? We're going to achieve it. We're not going to talk at our butt. We're going to make it happen, right? Because Saturn's all about ambition and achievement and putting down roots of something that's long, long lasting. And it will get better over time. Those are all like Saturnian qualities. So, so since this um, lunation is going to cover Valentine's Day, you know, which is coming up, I thought, well, I reached for a really cool book that was given to me about a year ago by a dear friend who has since passed and it's by Osho. So I've mentioned Osho before, but for those of you who are new to the channel, uh, this is a great book, especially with the, the Aquarian, you know, with the new moon and Aquarius, all about thinking differently. Um, and Aquarius is the polarity point of Leo, which is all about love and creative will and passion and love, right? <laughs> love for the sake of love. Um, this is a great book. It's called um, Osho, Love, Freedom, Aloneness, the Cohen of Relationships. So, hey, you know, happy Valentine's Day. There it is. Yeah, it's a great book. Um, anyway, I was reading from it in, in pieces to think, you know, what is there a part that I could, um, uh, you know, just read to you and there, there's actually so many pieces that's so good but one one amazing uh thing that really stuck with me is he said that um he talks a lot about love in this book and um and a, that love is an arising of consciousness oh wow love is an arising of consciousness so he has us look at love in a totally different way obviously away from what we're conditioned to believe about love but really, really, really like this. This book has got so many cool things. I guess I can just read you quickly the back of this book. It said, how can we rec reconcile our need for freedom, right? So Aquarian energy, right? It's all about freedom. How can we reconcile our need for freedom and our desire for in intimacy and relationships? So, you know, in, in Aquarian energy, it's like, yeah, you know, come together for the good of the world. But then there's also the, the there's this, it can be polarizing, you know, like the shadow part of Aquarius for us to integrate is that we can get so rigid, right, fixed sign, we can get so rigid in our beliefs that we end up getting stuck, you know, like in a new way of stuck, right? So um, this, the Aquarian energy is uh, looking at things newly and finding the freedom. And, and, and it's a paradox, you know, like being 
being alone, like being sovereign, but being a part of something greater. So it's that interplay and it's, it's a fascinating conversation. But anyway, on the back of this book, it says, um, here's a quote, it said, it is beautiful to be alone. It is also beautiful to be in love, to be with people. And they are complementary, not contradictory. When you are enjoying others, enjoy and enjoy to the fullest. There is no need to bother about aloneness. And when you are fed up with others, <laughs> then move into aloneness and enjoy it to the fullest. So I know one of the things that is really clear and, and uh, is that loneliness and, and lonely are very distinct. So if that is collapsed for you, this would be a good book to read. And even if, you, if it's not collapsed, it's still a good book to read. It's the Aquarian New Moon, what can I say? But the, um, yeah, I just love that about being alone versus being lonely. And when we are alone, we're not necessarily lonely. You know, the, the true most fulfilling way of being alone is to be completely at peace with that. And you're alone, it's not, and it doesn't mean anything, you know, in our, con in our culture, which has to, oh, you're not seeing anyone, you're not married, you know, there's something wrong with you, you know, there's, there's all that built around it. And so this, this will break that down. And then it gives us an opportunity to reinvent ourselves from, from the within to the without, which is obviously, you know, what it's all about. Because when we have that in ourselves, we got that, that's our community. You know, that's our world community. It's um, intimacy is an inside job. It's, are we intimate with ourselves or do we love ourselves? And we build out from that. So anyway, I just thought, great idea, great, um, great book to read, you know, um, for, the, um, for the Aquarian new moon. Um, the other thing I wanna say is that there's this um, really, really, really cool. Okay, so that's, that's about the personal side of things, right? You got the, all these planets and Aquarius, especially with, you know, and I also have to say too, in this particular new moon, we have Mars, all of those planets, that stellium is squaring Mars and Taurus. It's in an overcoming square. So it's like, okay, all of those, the Aquarian energy has the upper hand to Mars and Taurus can be, you know, rigid stuff. I don't want to get uncomfortable. I don't want to change, right? Uranus has, it's moved away from Uranus, but it's still in that sign that Uranus is in in Taurus. So, um, but it's like, dang it, I'm just gonna put, dig my heels in. And then all these planets are like, oh no, you don't. <laughs> but they're doing it nicely um, because um, Mars and um, in Taurus, you know, it's in, it's actually, it's really cool because Venus is hosting Mars, right? Mars and Taurus, well, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So Venus is hosting. So there's, there's this grace and ease and an understanding that obstacles are gonna be overcome so whatever obstacles you know we may encounter around getting this new society done around our new and exciting ideas um, can be met with challenges but just know that we have the resources to deal with these challenges and we have the grace yeah so that's that's why it's such a great it's not just because we got this train of you know aquarian planets announcing this new era of thinking but it's that that venus you know set a venus hosting mars is like saying okay don't worry you know we're gonna work this out and you know sit down 
right? And stop being cranky and obnoxious. You know, we're going to do this with grace and we're going to help you. You know, we're gonna, Mars is like in this position where he's got to let go and let the goddess run the show here, you know, and Saturn being wise and in the air sign, not like last year when he was in Capricorn, whoa, um, it is going to be like, okay, you know, we all want this new society and we're going to do it with grace and, and peace and harmony and connection. So, yay. So anyway, what else do we have here? Okay, so to recap, this is a great time to, in, for us individually, to dream big, to um, don't let anything stand in our way. It's, and, and to, you know, with Mercury being retrograde, this is a good time. This is when we're rethinking, you know, what does it mean to be different and to embrace our uniqueness and to not be a clone and to stand out in a way, you know, that honors ourselves and that it's okay to be that way if we have feelings of being weird or feeling alienated and, you know, not feeling like a loner or, you know, not part of a group, you know, like examining those fears and if there are fears there and examining any attitudes that has us feel like we are exiled, that we're outsiders, you know, so we get to reinvent our conversation about what it means to be on the outside if we feel we're on the outside or if we want to not conform and but we're afraid to step out you know so this is a good time until february 20th mercury is going to be retrograde in you know it's in aquarius retrograde so it's but now that mercury is part of this stellium so it's it's going retrograde and the other planets are right up next to it so all of this is being brought up to the surface um, but so, and, and also with Aquarius energy is about a collaboration with others. So yes, you're, we're individuals, but then we, it's about groups and group organizations and tribes and, you know, our, uh, our peers and such. So how can we collaborate and um, what kind of new ideas can we come up with that is going to be very, you know, life altering and like we said earlier, coming from the future. You know, what would you like to see happen? And um, as one of my teachers uh, is fond of saying is, um, do something today that your future self, that your future self will thank you for. I just think that's so cool. Do something today, even if it's a little thing, do something that your future self will thank you for. So this new moon cycle is a great opportunity to do that. You know, you can we can spend this next, you know, 30, 28 days uh, in that mindset of bringing the future into the now. So um, anyway, um, now I just want to shift the conversation to the collective. So I'm seeing, um, you know, in terms of business, I see that I'm feeling that with all those planets in Aquarius, especially, you know, Jupiter, which is about wealth and such, and people at the top and the elite and Mercury with buying and selling and trading, you know, like the stock market or, or just merchant mercantilism, merchants in general, retailing, uh, commerce, you know, buying and selling. Um, with that and then with that square to Mars in, in, uh, in Taurus, I'm wondering that um, it seems that things are being made behind the scenes, decisions about the digital revolution, you know, Bitcoin, uh, digital money, digital currency. 
I think that a lot of um, powers that be are, are using this time to, you know, come together and, and there's a lot of behind the scenes activity. I saying behind the scenes because the new moon is with all those planets being under the beams of the sun, they lose their, excuse me, they lose their identity. So they're kind of, it's like that you can't see them in the sky, right? The sun is brilliant and they're in that throne room. So it's like, conversing with the king, so to speak, the leader. So um, there's there's a lot of this um, going on behind the scenes. Now, once they emerge out from under the beams, when it's you know beyond 15 degrees of the sun, later in the month, will more there will be a great revealing, and more will start to come out. Now, like I said earlier, it's not going to be everything, but I do feel that there's going to be some kind of um, changes, and especially we could even look to in um, in May when when there's a square, you know, with with these with the sun when when the sun goes into Taurus, squaring that, but also um, mostly, like I said, the fruit being around, you know, with um, the, the two full moons in, in July and August. So you could see some things opening up um, from that in a general sense. But anyway, um, I just think digital, you know, digital currency, uh, you know, those kinds of things that can be opening up. Um, there was on November 30th in the USA chart, we have Uranus, the, uh, the planet, uh, which is of course rules Aquarius in the modern astrology. And Uranus was is at eight degrees of Gemini in the USA chart. Well, we had the lunar eclipse was at eight degrees Gemini. So just I knew just with that alone that was definitely going to be a, a something affecting us. You know, digital currency affecting the marketplace uh, was one place that it will and a shakeup. You know, it could be that the dollar gets changed out. Like they've talked for years about it not being the standard for currency anymore. So there's there are these vast changes. And societal, you know, with Saturn hosting, right? You know, it's like Saturn and Uranus hosting. So there's these vast changes about the future of our society and the structure as it relates to technology and, um, and the di digital currency, for sure. So that's some place to look for. Another thing would be, um, this is a, a little more spiritual topic. It's definitely got that otherworldly feel, you know, because it's with Aquarius, it's always futuristic, otherworldly, you know, as I've said before, you know, Uranus and uh, Aquarius rules ETs. And, um, you know, the, these are other worlds of light and coming from the future and such. So I have a feeling that, um, you know, we could be seeing something with, you know, ET information, maybe, you know, the government started sharing or and there's some programs that were set up a few months ago where the government's supposed to be, uh, US government's supposed to be talking about, you know, more about and releasing records and things of what they uh, know about UFOs and things like that. So that's another area that could, again, this new moon cycle could be really opening up a whole new chapter in terms of that, you know, Mercury is the herald, the messenger, and he's now moving into his morning star position. So it's like the herald, the messenger of a new day, of a new, a new dawn, dawn of a new day, um, new information. Mercury is also an ET significator, right? So, you know, the, the messenger that, you know, these, the being that can go in and out of higher worlds and then come to earth, leave, you know, go, come, 
that, that shifting, mutating, quick, quicksilver, right? Mercury, you think of all the keywords. So it starts to paint a picture about the possibility of um, these things becoming known to the masses, right? Sharing information with the masses. So um, I find that very exciting. The, another otherworldly aspect is, um, you know, when, when I saw that stellium, the first thing I thought of was, uh, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you're going to love this. Book six of Harry Potter, um, the first scene in the book, it was not, um, it did not make it into the movie. So if you just saw Harry Potter movies, you, you didn't see this. But if you read the books, and hopefully you did, because they are wonderful, and they're still there if you haven't, you know, never too late. Um, but the, the beginning of the book, um, it it's the, um, the prime minister, right? Not the wizard prime minister, but the muggle, right? That the human 3D prime minister, it starts in his office. And um, the story goes that the prime minister is sitting there and he's thinking about what to do because his, you know, London was hit with all these um, the violent, you know, people were killed and all these terrorist acts and this bridge, there was an explosion at a bridge and all this, these terrible things were going on and nobody knew, no one was taking responsibility and he didn't know what to do. And, and the, his constituents were very mad at him because all this stuff was going on and he had no idea who was causing all this ruckus. And all of a sudden, jing, this, this uh, picture comes to life on the wall. And then the, you know, Rowling, Rowling explains how this picture is a magical picture and it was put there by a charm and it actually is the link with the wizard world. So this, um, the, the prime minister um, didn't know until he got there. One day he thought he was going crazy when he, he reminisced back to when he first took office and he's sitting in his office all alone. And all of a sudden this picture starts talking to him. And this picture is a portrait. And this portrait saying, hey, hey, the, 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 um, the minister of magic's coming. And he's like, what am I losing my mind? Am I, I'm seeing a picture talking. And with that, the, the wizard minister shapeshifts into the room and introduces himself and says, hi, just wanted to introduce myself. This is my name. And, you know, and I'm here to tell you that there's, you know, this wizard world and, and we don't interact with you guys. We let you live your lives, but we just want to know that we're here. And if we ever need to, sometimes we need to interact with you. So if we ever need to, we're just going to do this. And this is how we do it. That picture there doesn't move. It's always been there. And it announces when we come and go. Well, the guy, of course, is sitting there going, I, you know, I, I, I don't believe what I'm hearing, you know, and, and so uh, it's really, a, it's a funny scene. And, um, and, and, he, and he asks the, um, the man, uh, the, the wizard prime minister, he asks him, you know, uh, well, how come nobody's told me this, you know? And I remember the uh, Rufus Scrimjar, he was the new wizard prime minister, uh, the minister of magic. And he says, well, my dear prime minister, if, and if you told anybody, you think they'd believe you, <laughs> you know? And immediately I thought, wow, um, that's definitely a code for, you know, the, here's the government knowing that there are other worlds that, and they are interacting in secret with the government, right? They don't talk about it to the public. They just have this quiet little one-to-one. -one. So when I saw the, the, um, the stellium in Aquarius, that was the first thing I thought of was that scene in Harry Potter where the minister meets, the prime minister meets the wizard 
the prime, the minister of magic and how it's all on the QT. And uh, so anyway, I'm thinking, wow, you know, maybe that's what could be happening. Maybe that's with part of that under the beams thing is that these secret meetings behind closed doors, just like it was in, in the book. So who knows, we'll be watching that one closely. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so that was one worldly, um, otherworldly aspect. Um, the other was, um, interestingly enough, um, there is, um, being the Catholic school girl that I am, um, <laughs> I remember learning about Bernadette of Lourdes. And there's a great movie, it was made in the 50s, and it was Jennifer Jones. I think she even won the Oscar. She played Bernadette. It's a true story. And um, it was, it's called Song of Bernadette, if you've ever watched it. I mean, it's a real, it's a wonderful movie and it's a real tearjerker. I mean, I remember, oh my God, crying. But it's this true story that in France, in Lourdes, France in 1858, this little peasant girl from a very, very, very poor village and a really poor family, she has visions of Mother Mary, right? So for a few months in 1858, she had visions. And um, why am I bringing this up? Well, again, otherworldly visit. And I remember thinking, I looked it up in the ephemeris to see where the planets were when that was taking place. And Uranus was in the sign of Taurus. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Well, Uranus is in, that was a few cycles ago. Well, Uranus is in Taurus again. So there's, again, another indicator of, you know, Uranus being otherworldly life, you know, and Taurus, the earth, right? So Mother Mary appeared on earth, you know, in this particular spot. And so um, anyway, I just, I just thought of that. And uh, okay, the reason that came up for me was because um, there is this uh, 15 degrees of the fixed signs in astrology is called the, the gate of avataric descent. And when, um, when Bernadette had her uh, first vision there, Mars was at only one degree away, 16 degrees of Scorpio. Was it Mars? Let me see my check my notes here. Yes, Mars was at 16 degrees of Scorpio. So um, there it was, you know, interesting point. Now, this particular, for this new moon um, on February 11th, it is, Mercury is going to be at 16 degrees. Mercury retrograde, again, stepping back. Um, other, you know, Mercury in direct motion with the sun in that sacred manner that I talked about in the previous uh, podcast. So um, moving in that divine um, purely otherworldly um, direction. And again, being in the sign of, um, you know, an Aquarius. So there it is again, there's a Uranus connection. So I thought, hmm, there, there's another indicator that something otherworldly is about to take place. So I'm just so excited because I always love those gate of avataric descent, right? It sends it all. Um, yeah, so... There we have it, a very cosmic new moon. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope this information has been of assistance to you. Um, always love to hear from you. Let me know your comments and how you're doing with this and where is this falling in your chart? What area of your life um, do you um, have the opportunity to transform um, with newness and freshness and new visions and visionary input? So yay. Um, anyway, great to talk to you and um, we'll see you next time. All right. So this is Irliana Samsara 
Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.